everyone and welcome to Sugar Daddies, a podcast where two grown men rate and review seasonally available mass-produced foodstuffs. As always, to my right is Alex. And as always, to my left is Chris. Hello, Alex. Hey there, Chris. Alex, we have an exciting few weeks coming up. That we do. Uh, We've got some guests. We've got another independent candy maker. Uh, We've got a ton of Easter stuff. I did not know how much Easter stuff was out there. Good Lord, there's a lot of Easter stuff. And all that exciting stuff starts next week. There is a problem with that, though. We're still recording tonight? Exactly. This week exists. Ah, but our table of goodies is not empty. What we've decided to do tonight is to go back and clear out all the snacks that we've purchased that lost their episodes. Either we found something better or it just didn't work for time. And we're just cramming them all into one. For our first food tonight, we've got a Russell Stover dark chocolate s'mores, which is seems incorrect because I think there's only one s'more in there. Oh, yeah. Could it be like Jedi or the same word as both plural and singular? No, because it originally came from I want s'more because it was so good. I don't think I've ever heard the term s'mores singular, though. Like, I want a single s'mores. It's always in the context of, are we going to have s'mores? There's going to be s'mores at the campfire. Oh, no, the s'mores have fallen all over the ground. That's because in real life, no one ever has just one s'more. Just by their very nature, they are continually plural. Unless, of course, they are made by Russell Stover, and then you can buy them in the singular. So this was originally purchased for the episode Fall Spectacular slash Subpar. This actually ended up getting edged out by the Marshmallow Pumpkin. Which is amazing because that was also a Russell Stover product. Yeah, I think at the time we just didn't want to do three items in an episode. We thought it would be too much. Now look at us. Yeah, now we're doing three. Yeah, we've come very far. So before we talk about any of these products, we always look over the packaging to see what sort of interesting things we can glean from there. And this is a pretty basic package. There's not a lot of interesting stuff. However, off on the corner, it says natural source of cocoa flavanol antioxidants, which I have no idea what those things are. So I'm aware of what antioxidants are, and I know companies put that on their product in order to make it seem healthy. Right. Healthy foods have these. Our food has them. Ergo, our food is healthy. Okay. Can we also discuss the name of the chemical? Flavanol? Yeah. That sounds clearly made up. Like those ads for cigarettes you see in the 1950s where Fred Flintstone is smoking? Look it up. It's real. That's the kind of word that they would use. Like, now with flavanol. No, no, no. You've got it all wrong, Chris. It's not Fred Flintstone. It's a doctor saying that. Let's compromise and say Fred Flintstone is playing a doctor. And then his stethoscope is like a woolly mammoth trunk. And at the end of the commercial, he's like, it's a living. God, why did anyone think those were funny? I have no idea. (laughs) Well, let's open this up and see what we're dealing with. My first impression of looking at this snack, it is s'mores-like. It is a legitimate graham cracker on the top and the bottom. And wedged uncomfortably in between those two is just a brick of chocolate-covered marshmallow. Well, it is called Big Bite. They got that right. 
I mean, if big bite only refers to the size of it, then a sheet cake would be like a massive bite. Here's the thing. I'm not saying your logic is wrong. I'm saying Russell Stover's maybe needs to make a larger item before calling it big bite. Ah, but the difference is you can cut a cake. This we will be cutting, but should never be cut. Unless you are a trained professional candy journalist, please do not cut one of these if you find it in the wild. Personally, I'm pretty excited about this. It smells like a s'more, and I, for whatever reason, actually enjoy Russell Stover's marshmallow products. Maybe it'll be fine, but I'm also not 100% on the idea of a room temperature s'more. That is something we're going to have to deal with. Hmm. It's sitting there mocking me. I say we cut it open. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is already well past its expiration date. We should probably get to eating this before it goes bad. I've got the knife. I've learned two things today. One, a bread knife works really well to cut Russell Stover's s'mores. And two, Russell Stover makes a pretty good s'more. Yeah, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. The only thing I thought it was missing was that little burnt flavor that you inevitably get when you actually make a s'more. Yeah, this had a very clean marshmallow flavor. You didn't get any of that caramelization that you get when you actually toast a marshmallow. Right. I should point out, ideally caramelization, most of the time you're just burning it. Right, but I feel like a lot of people like that. That's part of the experience for them, is the burnt flavor. Not just the caramelization, but some people truly like to char their s'mores. Oh, see, I don't like that. I always figured people just weren't good at it, and they made it wrong. I 100% agree with you, but there are weirdos out there that think otherwise. I don't know if you want to throw the W word around there, Alex. Remember what happened when we defamed candy corn? Still calling them weirdos. Well, when you send us complaints... Please make sure to address them to Alex. Uh. One thing that this got very right was the mouthfeel of it. S'mores have a very unique play between the hard graham cracker and the sort of soft, semi-liquidy chocolate. But this was able to capture that. And I would add, not only did they get the mouthfeel of that correct, but they actually got the mouthfeel of a warm, gooey marshmallow. Yeah, so the other Russell Stouffer's candies I've had... I'll have that same sort of marshmallow in it. And a lot of time it works to the detriment of the candy. This actually, you're right. It did work really well. Like I didn't even think about that. It does have that consistency. That's true. This is good for an on the go s'more when you're just feeling like a real loner and you got no friends. Truly ringing praise indeed. All right, let's move on. To continue with our gooey center theme, we have Hostess Dark Chocolate Raspberry Cupcakes. Yeah, these are from our Valentine's Day episode. I bought them and they ended up getting cut because I thought they were just too similar to the Oreos that we had in that episode. Yeah, it's a very similar idea. Dark chocolate raspberry. The other one was a chocolate dipped strawberry. Yeah, and after recording that episode, I did actually really regret not putting those in. Well, it's a good thing we have them today. Also, continuing the theme, these have also expired. Uh, Just barely. They're about four days out. Hey, Crossing the finish line is still crossing the finish line. In general, these look a lot like a traditional Hostess cupcake. They have the squiggle, which is pink, and it's got the chocolate outside, which appears darker. Yes, these are dark chocolate, so I would expect it to be a little bit darker than, than usual. And the center is the usual creamy center, but pink. However, what really sets this apart, on the back of the box, 
It says, cut out cards, perfect for sharing. And then it has two hostess-themed Valentine's Day cards. Oh my god, it does! I never noticed that. Yeah, one of them says, we belong together like Twinkies and cupcakes. That's not a thing. And then the other card says, I heart you. And it has a picture of Twinkie the kid holding Cupid's bow and arrow. Adorable. I don't want to be a stickler for these sort of things, but I would have much preferred if Twinkie the kid was using his lasso, but the hoop part of the lasso was a heart instead of a circle. I will next year you can design the packaging, Chris. You hear that, hostess? The game is on. Enough beating around the bush. Alex? Yes, Chris? I choo choo choose you to be my podcasting buddy for tasting these. I accept. So in our previous Valentine's Day episode, we rated all the foods on how romantic they were. And I think it's only fair that we hold this to the same standards. Absolutely. I'm going to say properly plated and presented with the card on the box. I'd give these a 7 out of 10 for romance. Wow. Yeah. Mind you, four points of that are for the card. And I'm deducting three points because all of my frosting came off on the top of my wrapper. So squishy frosting aside, what was your take on the overall flavor? If they could make a dark chocolate regular Hostess cupcake, that would be a real problem for me because I would eat those every day. I may also have a problem. That'd be pretty tasty. Sadly, the filling was a very poor imitation raspberry. But I think one thing that we've learned on our podcast, if you're willing to put in the effort, is you can do some really amazing things with artificial flavors. Oh yeah, that you can. Which, Hostess, come on. I would honestly say this is probably worth getting just for the cards on the back. And really, because these have expired, they're going to be on deep discount, so. Way to be. For our final sweet tonight, we have Chuao Cinnamon Cereal Smooch. So this one was never actually purchased for an episode, but we do candy bars so rarely, we're never really going to get a chance to do this. So I figured just throw it in the catch-all show. I should also point out, this was provided to us by my lovely girlfriend, Kate. On the front of the packaging, there is a big overflowing bowl of cereal just covered in melted chocolate. Quite frankly, from that photo, it looks like they got most of the chocolate on the sides of the bowl and on the ground. It's a mess. This package also has one of our favorite things to find, a letter from the creator. Yeah, on the back it says, My story. In my 30s, I left a successful tech career in Venezuela to chase my passion for food, all the way to culinary school in Paris. I followed my heart and discovered that it was made of chocolate. Ugh, that's upsetting. My mission is to spread joy to all by crafting chocolate experiences that arouse your senses. Equally upsetting. Enjoy my blend of the world's finest cocoa and discover the magic of Chowow. With pleasure, Chef Michael Antonorsi, Master Chocolatier. This guy, he is setting some very lofty expectations that I don't know mass-produced chocolate can fulfill. Oh, but Chris, it is gourmet handcrafted chocolate. Handcrafted? By all of these industrial machines. I don't want to be cynical 
And when somebody says that immediately, they're going to be incredibly cynical. But come on, dude, you're putting cinnamon toast crunch in chocolate. You're not curing cancer. You don't know, Chris. It's not that complicated of a process. You're putting two sugary foods together. You're not sending a man to Mars. This letter felt pretty self-indulgent. Of the messages we've read from creators on the size of packaging, this is possibly the worst. Even topping Ernie Keebler's insane decree about making cookies with elven magic. Something I don't know if the FDA would legally allow them to do. Ah, but it also says... At Chihuahua, we say if it's not a wow, it's not a chew-wow. You know, earlier I said that other one was the worst piece of writing I've seen on a package? Yes, I do remember that. It just got topped. Yeah, there's some pretty bad copy over here. Let's just eat this thing. I can't take any more. I stand before you, a broken and bitter man. Let's see if the chocolate is more self-indulgent than the writing. All right. I would say it's fine. It is certainly not worthy of the pros on the outside of it, but it's fine. Nothing is deserving of the copy on the back. Yeah, unless we opened it up and World Peace came out, we were set up for a disappointment. That's true. However, I thought compared to a Nestle Crunch, this was darn good. That seemed like a weirdly low bar. But why would you compare it to that? The cereal involved has a pretty similar crunch to that of a Nestle Crunch. It's a similar cocoa level, sort of a milk chocolate. And all in all, the mouthfeel is very similar to a Nestle Crunch. But yes, a very low bar. Yeah, the chunks of cereal gave it a very nice crunch. I wasn't a big fan of the cinnamon. I thought it added a little dimension to the flavor. When I was eating it, I was thinking, yeah, this chocolate is okay. But there's just something off about it. And that offness was the cinnamon. And this isn't so much something where the cinnamon absolutely ruins it. It just doesn't blend in the way that I'd want it to. My taste buds disagree with your taste buds, Chris. The way it would describe the cinnamon, it's like you have a porch and you have a nail that's sticking up out of it. It doesn't ruin it, but it's noticeable and seems wrong. I just feel like the way the cinnamon is presented in this chocolate is not well done. Maybe it's because it's part of the cereal as opposed to being integrated with the chocolate individually. I could see that, but I feel like there's a much more elegant way to bring these two items together. Given the chocolate super genius that the back of the packaging had led us to believe created this, I don't think it lives up to the hype of Michael, whatever his last name is. That's a fair assessment. Well, let's put some distance between Chihuahua and ourselves and do recommendations. My take on the Russell Stover dark chocolate s'more is if you're okay with a non-burnt s'more, it was really good. Yeah, in a pinch, it's a good s'more. A plus would buy again. I would definitely say get these once fall rolls around again. As far as the Hostess cupcakes, uh, that's a hard pass for me. I'd say if you find these in the store, rip the Valentines off the back and leave the food there on the shelf. Trust me, nothing of value will get damaged. <laughs> and wrapping up with Chihuahua's cinnamon cereal dropped into the chocolate vat. I liked it and I'd eat it again. It's not the best, but it's fine. If someone gives it to you for free, give it a shot. Maybe you'll find you like it. 
like is the correct answer. I think that is going to bring our leftovers episode to an end. Now that we've stirred up a bunch of new controversy, if our listeners want to get a hold of us, how can they do that, Chris? Well, if you want to find us on Facebook, search for Sugar Daddy's Podcast in the search bar. I don't know. I don't have Facebook. If you want to see the deranged tweets I send out, find us on Twitter at Sugar Daddy's Pod and come look at the photos we take on Instagram under Sugar Daddy's Podcast. And if you're feeling incredibly verbose and have a lot of things to tell us about how much you love burned marshmallows, you can always send us an email at comments at sugardaddiespodcast.com. Alex, you know how at the end of these episodes we always have something pithy to say, uh, a nice little callback. Yeah, that I do, Chris. Yeah, and I'll say something about getting a company to sponsor us, and you'll come back with skeptical optimism. Yeah. And then I retort with a real good zinger. Sure. Not in this episode.